The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Guess who's back? Back again. Yes, Alex, it is us once more. Welcome to the Eastern Insider for year number four. Holy cow, year number four. It's our third time a go around together. Greg Steiner can't wait to be back every single week on Mondays yet again, bringing you guys everything you need to know about Eastern Michigan Athletics and the EMU Department of Athletics. It's been a long time coming, Greg. It's been a, a Interesting year, to say the least, for everybody, and we're not out of the thick of things yet, but at least we're getting back to normal, and oh, it feels good to say that in just a couple of days, we're going to see all of you at the factory for Eastern Michigan football. It's been 21 months since the last time the factory was open to the general public last year. The doors were locked the entirety of the season, but things are different this year. We will attempt to go as many episodes as we can without saying that word that we uttered so many times don't last even year. think that I, word we're not saying say it, it. not say saying it. it we will we will have plenty of football talk on this show uh we'll get into that here in a minute but you, you look at this season it's an exciting one on a number of aspects we are we talk football we're going to talk a lot of football on this show however it is not the first sporting events that we have to talk about soccer is already a handful of games in volleyball will have wrapped up the weekend at the College of Charleston Invitational. We will see them already get ready for their home opener on Saturday as the Bradley Braves will be at the Convocation Center for a 3 o'clock match. You've got a full week of EMU activities. You've got soccer, you've got volleyball, and you've got the football team. Yeah, you do, and you can watch soccer. Soccer plays a home game on September 3rd, Friday, just hours before football plays a home game. So if you really want to spend all day with us, you can come out and make a day out of it here in Ypsilanti. Football doesn't kick off until 7 p.m., so a lot of opportunity. And you said it, Greg. I think we do a good job, and we're going to do an even better job this year of making sure everybody knows this will not just be a football-exclusive show. Now, make no mistake, we're going to cover a lot of football here during the season. We know it's been a long time coming, and there's just nothing like the excitement of college football. We're going to bring you everything we can with Coach Creighton and a bunch of different special guests over the, the duration of the season. But you said it, Greg, we are going to cover every sport on this show. We're going to have a lineup of different coaches and student-athletes representing all of our wonderful sports here as they're all competing for Mid-American Conference Championships. And we're also going to continue the trend of having some of your favorite alumni on, some people that have connections to the Southeast Michigan region and Eastern Michigan University. And so we're going to work really hard this whole season to continue to bring you some really unique, fun content. We're just so, so happy that you're back with us for season four and I think it's going to be our best one yet. If you're new to the show, well, welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. We are happy to have you. It's a fun year that we have on in store for you. We've got new equipment. We've got <laughs> a new studio space. We've got some new cheesy lines and we'll, of course, have plenty of food conversation along the line. So we hope you enjoy this show. Make sure, as always, this is an interactive show. We say it all the time. We can't have this broadcast without you. So let us know if there are guests that you want to 
to hear from. There are people that you know have great stories that you want us to tell. We'd love to hear from you. Email Alex or follow us on any of our social media platforms. And we've, as always, got plenty of ways for people to listen. Yeah, we do, Greg, and I'm glad you mentioned that. There, there's lots of areas for you to listen. You can go straight to our website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Every week you can listen to the new episode on Monday or listen on demand to any episode that we've had over our four seasons. You can also listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your digital media, Apple Podcasts. And guess what, Greg? I know you're a big fan of uh, the Google Home, and I've got the Alexa at my house. Now you can say, Alexa, play the Eastern Insider Podcast, or hey, Google, play the Eastern Insider Podcast, and it'll come right up for you. So a lot of great ways to listen, and Greg, you're right, a lot of new ways to interact and really be involved this year. You're going to see... I'm going to tease it a little bit. We're going to maybe see a little bit more video content accompanied with some of our interviews. And yes, you mentioned the food conversations, but also don't forget the giveaways are coming back. We have opportunities nearly weekly for you guys really to have some great experiences. But the only way we can continue to do giveaways and continue to get great donations for those is if you guys participate. So every week you're going to hear a keyword in between our open and the first interview. All you have to do is listen to that, Greg, and send it to us on one of our social media channels and you have a chance to be entered. And and it just so happens that this week is a really valuable giveaway. Greg, we've got a four-pack of tickets to the opening game on Friday night. So if you still have not bought your tickets and you want an opportunity to win four free ones to come to Ryan Stadium on Friday night, all you have to do is listen to the keyword that will come after this open and send it in. And it's prizes like that all year long that you can expect. We've got great exclusive gear packages, Adidas gear, giveaways, everything under the sun. So we're really excited about that too. We've talked enough. It's time to get to the real part of the show. After a quick timeout, we've got the Vice President and Director of Athletics Scott Weatherby, and we also have a conversation with head football coach Chris Creighton here on this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Whether you're in the D or out to sea, we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time, the Eastern Insider Podcast. We kick off the 2021-22 season uh, officially when fr- football gets going on Friday. Even though we've already had some sporting events, Alex, you look at it, it's not truly the fall until you see the pigskin fly through the air. Oh, it's not. And it, it starts before the pigskin ever flies. I mean, when you drive down Hewitt Road and see fans tailgating and everybody in their green and white and the blockies loud and proud and the flags flying, it's just so exciting. And I don't want to go too far into it because I'll get really amped up and like my heart's racing already. And, and uh, there's nobody better, maybe, Greg, to, to talk about all the things that, that Eastern Michigan has to offer on a game day than the, the big boss himself, Scott Weatherby, our vice president and director of athletics, kind enough to join us. And Scott, first question before we even get going is you've got had a lot of uh, honors in your career. You've got a long resume, a lot of accomplishments. But how do you feel knowing that in 2021 you are the first guest of season four of the Eastern Insider Podcast. It is one of my highlights of my first four years here. Uh, now I'm excited uh, for the upcoming year, uh, just like you said. And you get me excited when you start talking about <laughs> tailgating and flags and uh, everything else. And I, I'm ready to kick it off. First first uh, college football game in the state of Michigan. And uh, just really excited to have people come out and finally get to interact with fans. And we haven't done it since the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. I mean, uh, and that was so much fun. And, and now I'm ready to get back to that. 
Kent State, last time Eastern Michigan hosted a football game back in 2019. It's been 21 long months since the last time the factory was open to the public. You look at it, I know a lot of planning goes in it. It won't be 2019, but it's certainly not 2020 regulations when people come to the game. What can they expect? Yeah, I I mean, I'm excited to have everybody here, but we also still need to be cautious, uh, obviously, and, and, and there's different rules for inside and outside and obviously across the state, everybody has been uh, trying to manage that. And, and for me, I'm telling everybody to bring a mask um, and have it handy. Uh, we're not requiring as you're outside to wear a mask. Um, and so we're going to kind of stick to that rule. But if you're coming to the gates where a lot of people are congregated or you're waiting in line at the concession stands, um, if you're going to go into the restroom where it's actually inside, you know, we need to wear our mask. And um, if you're in the concession stand line, Let's be respectful of others, and and my preference is that you wear it. It's not required, but we are strongly encouraging it. And then even when you're in the stands, you know, we we want you to – you know, enjoy the game. I want people to cheer loud and uh, and have a good time, you know, but some are going to want to wear a mask and that's their right. And, and some of you may choose not to. That's your right as well. And so we're just, you know, we're giving the guidelines to say that we would like for you to um, wear your mask, um, especially in close quarters. And then if you are coming in for our sweet holders and stuff, we're going to treat them a little differently being indoors. They will have to wear their mask. If you're coming in to get tickets in the convocation center uh, for will call, or buying tickets, uh, uh, any of that, uh, you will have to wear a mask inside as well. So just bring one just to be prepared um, and uh, and hopefully have a safe environment and an excited environment for Friday night football. And like you said, I mean, I know it's not ideal to still have to, to pull the mask out of the pocket, but when you think about it, where we're at, just being able to have everybody back together and be able to do it, it's a small price to pay to, to just be safe a little bit longer and continue to, to push forward, especially, you know, as we welcome people back in for a season that I think everybody's excited about. The team is certainly has high expectations and I know that uh, your external team has really been working on a lot of different things to make the stadium experience that much better I know that's been a point of pride for you since you got here and every year a little little bit more uh, things in the stadium to engage the community and welcome people back and it starts off with a bang uh, on Friday Communiversity Night the first one ever sponsored by our proud partner DT Energy and really a great opportunity for, for you and the rest of the department to just welcome the community back and not only honor that we're playing football again, but honor all the great people and businesses that make the Ypsilanti community and the Southeast Michigan community what it is. Absolutely, Alex. We we were you know talking, heck, it was over a year ago that we were having the conversations. If we could ever get everybody back, um, you know, we just need to get them kind of reacquainted, right? And having, having the opportunity to, to get back. And so then when we started actually having um, the vaccination clinic here in the convocation center and seeing so many people that a lot of them had never been here to come through here and then there's so many volunteers and medical personnel here helping out and uh, the Washington Health Department and w- that's when our minds started going to like you know we need to recognize this group and and we need our first responders and everybody that's had to go through just a really tough time all of our teachers had a tough year um, so it's like let's bring them all up let's all come to get together. It's going to be, like I said, the first college, you know, football game in in the state and let's all come together and just celebrate being together again, cheer on, cheer on the Eagles. And, um, and so our external team has just done a great job of reaching out to all different areas around Ypsilanti and Washtenaw County and, and trying to bring people together. And, um, just really excited to kind of just see all, 
of what I call the hoopla around it, right? The tailgating and, uh, and the interaction and getting people here. And, and then I hope they have just such a good time. And we work so hard to, you know, have fireworks when the team comes out and, uh, to do a lot with our video board and our music and our lights and, and just really put on a show, no matter what happens on the field, that they're entertained and then they want to come back for future games. And that, and that's kind of the whole message. It's like, just come on out and let's have a good time. As Scott mentioned, educators can get up to four free tickets uh, to the home opener, as well as also have kind of a fundraising opportunity that will benefit their local schools. If they reach out to Ricky Zumalan in the marketing office, you can get more details on that. We talk about off, uh, off the field stuff, but on the field, this is also your first football schedule that you get to put together. St. Francis, the opener, I know you have a relationship with their AD. You also get UMass and Texas State as part of the non-conference schedule and then Wisconsin, uh, you have to be excited because you can finally call this your own too. Yeah, it's, you know, I have my own philosophy and working with, you know, Coach Creighton uh, when I first got here uh, of trying to have an opportunity to have, certainly have a money game, a uh, guarantee game where we can help our department, but also having, um, you know, an FCS opponent uh, as well. And then have two like budgeted, like opponents that uh, give us an opportunity on the uh, on the road or, or at home to, to get some wins. And, you know, they feel the same way about us. That's why we're like opponent or, you know, try to get it to so it's fair and have an opportunity and so i'm excited about finally getting into my schedule you know it's year five right so we schedule so far out um that you know there's not a whole lot of moving parts uh that i could do before and so i'm excited to see it uh and you know it is relationships there's a lot of people on the schedule that are you know people that i know and work with and colleagues and and so i'm excited about uh this schedule and, and really hope our fans are as well and have an opportunity to uh have a successful season. I think we're going to have a great product on the field. I'm really excited about it. Well, and, and you mentioned the product on the field and, I know we're going to spend a lot more time with you throughout the semester talking about some of the more serious things in the department as we have you on more and more as we get ready, of course, for our first football game here Friday night, September 3rd at 7 p.m. against St. Francis. But Scott, Greg and I always, our big claim on this show is that we'll take you inside the athletic department and give exclusive information. So I do want to know really quickly, what are some of the conversations you've had with with the head coaches, Coach Creighton and the other head coaches in the building? Uh, because we all know at the end of the day, winning is important. But how has that been managed in the last year with just all of the ups and downs that we've had? Have you had those conversations with kind of what the expectations still are or, or how that looks as we head into the first real full seasons in over a year? Yeah, we had, um, you know, a lot of the discussions over this last year was here's our chance to uh, develop, right? It was more of a development opportunity and, and treating things a little different, especially with a lot of the mental health and, and where a lot of these kids are, are, are challenged right now and, and loving on the kids as much as we can and, and then getting the buy-in and working on team unity and, and coming together for a, for a common cause, and trying to work on that. I think that was our uh, a big focus so that we can kind of be ahead of some of the other teams that might have been divided or um, struggled through this. And so that was more of the focus to so that maybe we can come out ahead of this uh, and catch up with some people that were behind or get ahead of uh, some of those that are behind us, depending on the sport. And uh, so development, I think, was probably the biggest thing that we focused on through it all. When you only have six football games, it's, it's more about getting guys in, letting them play, see what they can do, and then get 
get them prepared for next year, you know? And so those, those were the types of conversations we had with our coaches. Final few moments here with Scott Weatherby, MU's vice president and director of athletics here on the Eastern Insider podcast. One of the, the things we'll talk with coach Creighton about after the break is ESPN recently came out with a story labeling EMU football as the ninth most stable program in the country. If you look at where this program has come in eight years, I don't think you could have said eight years ago, Eastern would have been anywhere in the top 120 of most stable programs in the country. When you see that about uh, about your football program, your head coach, and your athletic department as a whole, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel great that, you know, we have an alignment, right? There's, there's, um, and we have, Coach Creighton has done just a phenomenal job of, and especially on the consistency side of things and starting to um, see that. And then, and then, you know, I need to help him. How do I support him? We build a new building and we go fundraise dollars. We we help him uh, so we can have that stability. Um, and it was great to see that. You know, and people would have said, no way would have I guessed that five years ago or uh, eight years ago that it would be there. And and so I, I'm excited about the alignment from, you know, a president that cares about athletics and cares about our football program, um, you know, all, all the way down to um, everybody in the department. I mean, we're excited about the up, upcoming season and our other coaches support football as well. And I think that helps with the stability uh, in the continuity that we have. And Coach has done a great job in keeping his staff together as well. That's always a challenge, too. And uh, we're just going to kind of continue to support them and, and see if we can kind of have that breakthrough now to get get to, you know, eight, nine, ten wins this year. Scott, we appreciate your time. Well, we... and I was going to say, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. This is big. This is big because another poll has just been released. And in a poll of the mothers and fathers of the Eastern Michigan Athletic Media Relations Office, we have just been named the best looking SIDs in the country. Scott, do you agree with that? I, I will go along with that. Perfect. And part of Team University tonight, we have to mention it. Petting Zoo petting in the zoo. house. That's right. What's your go-to animal? If you can, I know, you know, people I'm trying to get him to bring a camel in. I just don't oh know if that's going to happen. But uh, no, it's, uh, I'm excited about, you know, for the for the young kids to be able to come out and have a petting zoo. I mean, what what Division One football program has a petting zoo at their, you know, opening game? So we're, we're excited about just getting kids around and having a good time. Eastern gets to kick off the 2021 season on a Block E Friday next week against St. Francis. Thanks for your time. We know you look forward to being back out there on the sideline. And at, riding a camel. At, well, yeah. maybe you'll ride a camel. I was just going to say riding the officials for some bad calls. Yeah, <laughs> I have to watch myself on the sideline. Looking forward to seeing everybody out at the factory Friday night. Thanks, Scott. Alex and I, quick time out. We're back after this with head coach on the football side, Chris Great. It's time for another Eastern Insider keyword. Fans, don't forget to message EMU Athletics on Facebook or Twitter with today's keyword for your chance to win an exclusive prize. Now, listen up. Hey, Eastern fans, we want to see you at the factory on Friday night when Eastern Michigan takes on St. Francis at 7 p.m. So we're giving you a four-pack of tickets. So this week's keyword, it's as simple as that. Tickets is the keyword. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Now, let's get back to the action with Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. After 21 months away, the factory doors will finally be open to fans coming back inside of them. It was November of 2019, Coach, the last time you had fans in the stands to watch your team. You're a few days away from opening game against St. Francis. How exciting is it? to know that you're going to have friends and family back watching this team. It's a big deal. It's super exciting. You know, just playing football again, um, 
it's always exciting this time of year, knowing selfishly that my family <laughs> can be here, knowing that our players, uh, families can be here, knowing the com university community, and then, you know, Ypsilanti and just the greater area can be here and to be back. Um, literally, literally can't wait. Um, it's just been, it's been a long time. If you remember, we were away the first two games last year, and I believe it was the week of that the ban came out, you know, preventing uh, fans in the stands. And so we have had two classes now um, of players that have not experienced nor have their families experienced, you know, a home game atmosphere here at Eastern Michigan. When you look at and talk to your family, having them back to the stands from a personal perspective, we hear them. I, I They're under our staff booth. I hear the clapper. What's it like when you go home and you hear from Heather, how was the game? Because you weren't, she wasn't able to be there. Yeah, I mean, they're always watching and following and all that. But, uh, you know, in our family, you know, game days are, are big deals. You know, it's just kind of how we've raised our family and our kids are growing up and they've got other things going on now and whatnot. But, you know, all of us, you know, want to be here in the factory on game days and, and, uh, to experience that and live that out, you know, uh, together. And so we'll get a chance to do that on Friday and it's been a long wait. It'll become university night as the university welcomes the Ypsilanti community back in. There'll be petting zoos and, and all of the, the kind of things, but frontline workers and teachers are especially being welcomed back. And I know those are, are things that are very important to you. You saw the lines of people that were at the convocation center coming through for those clinics. And you saw how, how teachers worked last year in a Zoom setting. What, what does it mean to have those kind of people coming back, especially for this game? Yeah, you know, as a football program, you know, it's it's hard to thank people or to honor people other than, you know, doing what we're doing. I mean, dedicating, you know, our first home game, you know, to those folks and all that they've done, all they continue to do and um, leading this battle, you know, the last year and a half now. Um, so it may not be much, but it's a big deal to us and um, really, really hope that they come out and feel honored. It's a camp that was as close to normal as you could get after last year's shortened season. What was kind of your big takeaway from, from camp, the progress the team made, and maybe just how hungry they are after that camp? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was a normal camp um, in a lot of ways. You know, obviously the news that we had, you know, with the vaccination mandate um, really threw um, a huge wrench um, into camp. You know, I would be, you know, remiss if I just – you know, um, glazed over that. Um, now we have a very strong culture, um, which matters, um, because we can handle, um, many, many, many things. Um, this one's tough, you know, th th this one's tough. Our guys love each other. And if some of these guys have been together for, for six years. And so, um, it has been, uh, very, very difficult, uh, dealing with it, um, on a lot of different levels. Um, the guys have done a, a really good job at practice and in meetings of really just trying to concentrate on football. Um, we've stayed together. We've stayed with it, even with, you know, guys not knowing, you know, what, what's going to happen, still not knowing, you know, what's going to happen. Um, and so I'm super proud of them for that. Um, but, uh, 
you know, uh, uh, other than that, it's been a normal camp. Uh, it's been a good camp. Um, you always, anybody that you lose to injury or lose for a period of time, you know, you, you regret and wish that obviously that didn't happen. We've had, you know, our share of bumps and bruises. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be ready to go. You, you mentioned it in the wrench part. It, it, two things about throwing a wrench into your camp. One, the wrench uh, certainly a vital part of your culture and never shying away from adversity. How does this maybe you use that to make you and this team better? It's a really good question. Um, you never want the wrench. Give me the wrench is a decision that you make in terms of a response to adversity or inevitable adversity. But adversity inherently is something that you don't want. So <clears throat> we don't want to lose players to injury. You know, our, our, our country, you know, our team, our university, you know, doesn't want to have to deal with a global pandemic. So you don't want those things, but there are all, always going to be things that are difficult. And so, you know, um, you get a certain amount of time to digest, process, you know, things that come your way that you don't want. Um, and, and then you've got to make the decision um, that you're going to move forward and move on and that you're going to fight through uh, whatever it is, um, that unwelcomed whatever that's, that's shown up. So, um, yeah, so we've had, we've had the wrench, you know, thrown at us. And at the same time, you know, we are always going to bounce back, um, and continue to forge forward. All right. Enough of the off the field stuff. Let's focus on the stuff that's going to take place between the hashes, an offense that you get to lead and, and help coordinate that quite honestly should be like given a uh, 16 year old keys to the Ferrari. You, your offense on paper should be really good. How exciting are, are you to lead this offense? Uh, I'm, you know, really excited. You know, we statistically, you know, had, uh, you know, a solid year last year, but we certainly didn't close out games, you know, with fourth quarter leads. And so, so much that, that needed to improve on our team and, particularly on our offense, um, you know, despite some, some breaks and whatnot early on in the winter, um, our entire program set out to get stronger and we did, um, and then had a, uh, uh, just a really good winter, um, in, in other ways. And then spring and summer, a lot of guys back, you know, I just think it's unprecedented really just in all of college football teams are essentially going to have their team back, you know, which plus a recruiting class. Um, so we've got, a, we've got the chance to, to improve, you know, on, on the areas that we need to get better at, you know, last year for sure. Defensively, people will look at the numbers and points given up, but again, they were also forgetting last year was a, a secondary that was very youthful. You've returned a lot of those similar pieces. Guys are a year older. What do you expect out of the defense? So we'll be better on defense. Um, you know, there's no question. Again, we have so many of our of our starters and two deep and all that back. And then plus the, you know, the development of the freshmen, the incoming freshmen and some transfers. Um, so, yeah, I have confidence um, in our defense, in our defensive staff. 
um, and just in our program about how we do things. Um, and uh, we'll be better. Up front, getting that pressure on, is there something that maybe Coach Nethery or uh, would do different this year to, to try to help increase some of that pressure? Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm not going to let you know and the world know what those things are, but I will tell you that we are so healthy on our interior defensive line and really on our outside too, and a lot of capable guys. And if we can continue to, to be fresh um, and to play a lot of people, um, particularly on the interior defensive line, um, we'll be right there. We'll be in much better shape than we were last year. We'd lost, you know, the almost the entire off season, you know, we weren't in shape. We were down in numbers and an experience and, you know, it starts up front and then it starts from the inside out. And so, you know, just those nose guards and, and defensive tackles, we feel as though, um, we are in a much better position right there. And then, you know, everybody knows about Turan and, and what he can do, what he's done, what he'll continue to do. Uh, but Jose Ramirez really showed up, um, you know, towards the end of this last season. And, you know, those six games um, got a lot of guys some, some legitimate experience, you know, not 12 or 14 games, but still, you know, game experience. And we, we expect for him and, you know, the, the Carter Stagners and, and the Mikey Haney's and, you know, the, um, the Brooksies. I mean, there's, there's a group of those guys that are going to be a year older and, and, and will be better for it. Final few moments here with Coach Creighton on the Eastern Insider Podcast. An FCS opponent that you get to open the year against in, in St. Francis. It's coming from Pennsylvania. A team that didn't play last year opted out. What do you see on paper from them, and what have you been able to glean from what they've traditionally done to get ready for this year? Yeah, on, on paper it's tough just because, you know, you just – really have no idea, you know, who's still there after two years. And, um, you know, you know, people talk about all this transfer portal stuff. Well, that goes two ways, you know, I mean, we've lost some guys, but then we've, we've gained some guys from it, you know? And so they've lost some guys, well, they've gained guys that, you know, some of which we don't even know about. And so goes, goes both ways. Really. I coached FCS football for six years and I mean, the chance to play, I never got to do that, and you know, play play a uh, FBS opponent. We wanted to do that so badly, I promise you, and I guarantee you that they are absolutely chomping at the bit for the first time in program history to get to play an FBS program, and and so they will be at their very 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 best. And I see the two years as an advantage in some ways too, and that. Um, I mean, as excited as we are to play, you know, just have a half season last year. I mean, these guys are going to be trying to put two seasons into one, um, you know, not being able to play at all. And, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's really tough to figure them out. You know, they've got new coaches, they've got new players, and um, it's hard to know, you know, what they've been doing and what they're going to be doing. And so, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge headache for us and an advantage for them. Knowing the last time you played an FCS opponent was a team from their league <coughs> in, in central Connecticut state. You, you don't want to play that game at all, but do you pull back the, the Sexton kick and say, last time we played one of these teams, they, we, we had to go to that final seconds to get, to pull off a win. Yeah. I mean, we don't say like one of these teams, I mean, I, you know, they're division one football players. Yeah. I, um, I, I do know just from having been in the FCS that I've got a pretty good sense that they're going to be 
pretty wound up, you know, with, with this opportunity, no matter who it was. Um, for, for our guys, I mean, we, we can't be more excited to play. I mean, it's, um, we, we cannot be more excited. And if, I guess if I felt as though I needed to, to do something like that, I might consider doing it, but there's absolutely no need, you know, for me to try to convince our guys that, um, we better be at our best or we'll lose. I mean, that I don't need to do that. Coach, I look forward to being with you the next 12 weeks and, and seeing this journey that hopefully concludes with a MAC championship in downtown Detroit and a bowl game after that. All right. Sounds good to me. There he is, head coach Chris Creighton. Alex and I wrap up this edition of the podcast right after this. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.